Welcome to the 78th annual Golden Globe Awards show prediction by Sisterhood as we know it, Sun Indeed. And what's so nice about the Golden Globes is that it covers both TV and, and motion pictures. Welcome to the show. We are, what Sun and I are going to do, we're going to go through each category. We're going to talk about what we've seen and what we predict. And if we haven't seen it all because we're human and we have, we have lives, I'm just really excited about this episode because we Me too. Like, we have we're going to be doing the Oscars later this spring. There's films on my list that I would not normally see, but because they're nominated for an award, I'm I just feel so cultured. Let's do it, people. You're listening to Sisterhood as we know it with Deed and Son. Welcome. Son and I, for years, um, and with our sister, other sister too, depending on her interest, um, we always watch the awards show together and we always DVR. Oh my gosh, that's an old term. It is. <laughs> Where did that <laughs> come from? But um, um, E Red Carpet or just uh, or Robin Roberts, because, um, mm-hmm. you know, or Tim Gunn, whoever's on the carpet. So it's a whole thing. And then get the snacks. We get the ballots. It's just a fun way to get together with people and celebrate mm-hmm. the celebrities we all love to love and love to hate. Oh my gosh, 100. <laughs> okay, so first category. We're going to start with television. So we're going to go through all the television categories love and it. we're going to skip over some of the things that aren't necessarily on our radar and then Not we'll interested. move on to the film right category. Leading okay, up. so first category is Best performance by an actor in a television series, musical, or comedy. The, right. the nominees are. Go for it. Don Cheadle, Black Monday. Nicholas Holt, The Great. Eugene Levy, Schitt's Creek. Jason Sudeikis, Ted Lasso. Rami Yosef in Rami. Okay. Predictions. What do you think? Okay. So this was a category that I just, just glazed over. I mean, I mean, okay. glazed, I, mean I swear right. <laughs> since you asked me that I think just because I've seen this is the one I've seen and been interested in is that Eugene Levy because it's the final season of, of Schitt's Creek that's right um and spelled with an s-c-h-i-t-t apostrophe s yes just the Canadians so are always, I, Canadians are always classy no matter what. <laughs> they're always classy they can do a spinoff themselves and they could do um and he won I can't name them now but he won other awards because of his role in in this series in over the past 12 months so and it's their final season um it's become a cultural phenomenon well it's been it's been um i think a saving grace for a lot of people so that's my i love that show go ahead what's yours because what what i will be honest i've only seen schitt's creek ted lasso and rami i did not watch the great i couldn't get into it i started watching the first episode and I didn't like it. So I just stopped. Um, I did not watch Black Monday either. So of the three that I have watched, um, of course, my favorite is Eugene Levy. I yeah. want him to win, but who I think is actually going to win is Jason Sudeikis for Ted Lasso. Really? Yes, it's a very funny mm-hmm. show. Okay, Ooh, next category, good. best performance by an actress in a television series, musical or comedy. And here are the nominees. Lily Collins, Emily in Paris. Kaylee Cuoco, The Flight Attendant. Elle Fanning, The Great. Jane Levy, Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. Catherine O'Hara, Schitt's Creek. Okay. 
who do you think will win? Who do you want to win? So I haven't finished um, the last season of Schitt's Creek yet, just because I've been watching other things, but I've seen, but I just believe in the show and I love the show so much. So uh, part of me wants to say Catherine O'Hara because she's legendary. Oh, yes. It, it it's her time. Catherine O'Hara. Yeah. So, um, but I want to say I was, uh, I want to say that Kaylee Cuoco gave an outstanding performance with her up and down and up and down and, and hot mess and self-realization and and kind of um just destroying and building herself back up in the midst of of a murder mystery so and I was really impressed by her um and that and the the and quite frankly that ser- that the story is complex because she's relying on her memory she was literally at the wrong place wrong time but perfect setup to be framed mm-hmm. um and um I just finished Lily, um, Emily in Paris today. Um, it's a um, series on Netflix. It's a, honestly, it's a, it's a comedy executive, executive produced by Darren Starr, who also created Sex and the City, um, 90210, and Melrose Place. So, ex- so good story writing, light, fun to watch. It's like Sex and the City without all the sex. Mm-hmm. Um, but instead of a writer, she's an influencer and marketer and you have sweeping views of Paris instead of sweeping views of New York city. So it's fun to watch. And there's a lot of good fashion. That being said, this role is not complex. Lily Collins is entertaining to watch, but it's not award-winning and entertainment to watch because there wasn't anything like really tragic happening to her. That being said, it's beautiful to watch. It's fun to watch. It's, um, I think it's I think it's a great series, uh, but it's not a marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Gotcha. And this is not downplaying Lily Collins because I think she's beautiful and she's a f- she's a good actress. She is because she's in Mank, which we'll talk about, and she was excellent okay. in Mank. She- I'm gonna say Catherine O'Hara because she's legendary, but I think that Kaylee Cuoco is very likely. Thoughts? Agree. I think I really enjoyed Kaylee Cuoco's uh, performance in The Flight Attendant. She was lovable, but also like cringy. And then, oh, totally and then you just, you, you felt for her, but you're also like, what are you doing? So we yes. went on that ride with her. We definitely rode that roller coaster of emotions and we ups did. and downs and yes. um, uppers and downers with her. Uh, but Catherine, Catherine O'Hara is a She's a legend. She's a legend. I she's mean, a legend. She's the one who goes, Kevin, she need is. I say more? Need I say more? I know. So I, my prediction is Catherine O'Hara. Yes. Same here. Okay. So next. This is so Okay. Fun. Next category is best performance by an actor in a television series drama. So we have Jason Bateman for Ozark, Josh O'Connor, The Crown, Bob Odenkirk, Better Call Saul. Al Pacino in Hunters and Matthew Rice in Perry Mason. I've okay, literally, all, I, I've only it, seen two of these shows. I've only seen one and whoa, there's a Perry Mason remake or reboot. Say what? Okay, news to me. <laughs> um, I, um, you know, I'm a Jason Bateman fan and mm. I've only, and you know, remember Ozark was one of my things I did not get. I mean, it, it's compelling. It just, I needed something more like, you know, less dark or to watch you didn't that like me? it just be honest okay. with us you don't like the show Ozark. I thought it I thought it was when we great, all love it it was just not my cup of tea um 
that being said um josh what is his last name o'connor o'connor did a great prince charles okay um but because i haven't seen bateman and ozark uh and you know al pacino is the godfather so and i, I know so, that's the thing is that there are all these nominees i feel like just even these first three awards these first first three categories you have um new extremely talented like i mean kaylee cuoco is not new to television but right. the flight attendant is a departure from her character on the big bang theory and i was so impressed by i just immediately was drawn to her and identified with her because of her downturns but she was basically a girlfriend yeah and you're seeing her express it, and she's expressing all her feelings and all her thoughts which you're like yeah i get that i get yes. that and, okay so i'm um, gonna change my prediction for her to win in best performance by an actress okay. in a television series or okay. a musical for her I'll, to win I'll root for instead of okay a um, base on legendary so i would i don't know part of me wants to say like if i'm gonna predict who's gonna win just based on it's between al pacino and jason bateman because Josh did an excellent Prince Charles, and that is a complex role, right? Because you're having that same, even though yes, it's the same facial expression, <laughs> Charles, which is why I, I think he deserves the nomination. I don't think he deserves the award, oh. um, yet because, I mean, that role is really, really complex about playing the, you know, the Prince of England, yes. modern day Prince of England. But that being said, I've only heard good things about Ozark. Mm -hmm. so tell me about jason bateman's performance and then tell me how it compares to al pacino who i think is gonna be like i mean how could you like not vote on al pacino i know um jason bateman in ozark it plays a dad who is a money launderer dealing with very scary people in the ozarks and right. he is and he plays it so well, but you could feel the tension that he feels, the pressure that he feels from, you know, his life being on the line, his family being on the line, and also trying to um, keep the managers happy, but also running, running a casino. It's just it's so nuts. Um, so I think he, he's so believable as this character. And um, the other show that I've watched, because I don't watch, I didn't watch The Crown, Hunters or Perry Mason, is Better Call Saul. And yes. Bob Odenkirk in it, who is Saul, the main character in this uh -huh. show, is very good. And okay. if I had to choose between Jason Bateman and, and Bob Odenkirk, I would choose Bob Odenkirk because wow. he... Um, and Better Call Saul is a spin off of another show you didn't like, which was uh, Breaking Bad. <laughs> so, okay, I liked. I I just don't say you liked it when you didn't. <laughs> okay, here's the thing: it wasn't my cup of tea, but I'm not denying the outstanding writing and plot of. Just because it wasn't my cup of tea doesn't mean like it wasn't a good restaurant. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Okay, Fine. so what's your performance so we can, I mean, what's your prediction so we can move on? Okay, my prediction is going to be Al Pacino. Okay, next category, best performance by an actress in a television series drama. Uh, Olivia Coleman, The Crown, 
Jodie Comer, Killing Eve, Emma Corrin, The Crown, Laura Linney, Ozark, Sarah Paulson, Ratchet. I did not watch that. I'm too scared to. I heard it was only, it's really creepy. And she's really good at being creepy. Sarah Paulson. She is. is. She's just an, an excellent actress. She is. Now. She is. Um, and so, oh, this is a hard one because I've seen, I've seen three out of the. Um, You've seen The Crown and Killing Eve and there's two people from The Crown. Right. In this, so, in this uh, category. Romer, yeah. And jo- is just brilliant. Okay. Like, is that your is that your prediction? This is that's a hard one for me because Olivia Coleman is nominated for multiple awards again this year because she's amazing. I feel like she wins every award that she's nominated she does, for. She, well, she's a great queen. I mean, she's really I'm like, okay, she's also the Queen of England. Like that's the Queen of England. Um, I was almost gonna vote for um Emily with Horan, who played Princess who plays Princess Diana. Um, mm-hmm. uh, because Harvey's like, okay, well, the HFS. HFPA <laughs> um, vote for like give a nod to like, Diana but I was like but it's really on the acting not the royal family doesn't care about these things and um, oh, okay this is a hard one this is a hard one I also feel like they're going to give it to Olivia Coleman but <clears throat> you know what I'm, it's like who do I root for versus who they who are they going to give it to? Um, mm-hmm. And I've seen I've seen three out of the five. Um, Laura Linney is also really excellent. She's really good at like dealing with Jason Bateman. And I've only seen a few episodes of Ozark, but I know enough to know that I'm sure this previous season that just she's nominated for um, doesn't make her not a good contender. Um, ah, this one's hard. Okay, I'm gonna go with. I'm going to go with Olivia Coleman. All right. Okay. My prediction is Laura Linney for Ozark because in this previous season, their most recent season, I saw a lot of character growth for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the only one out of this category that I watched. So Laura Linney for me and Olivia Coleman for you. Okay. Next category, best performance by an actor in a limited series Wait, or motion I'm picture. Sorry, I can't let go of this category yet. Okay. <laughs> Because okay. I just want to say that Emily Corwin, like, as soon as you mentioned this, then I was like, all right, it's going to be her. She did a, a, she was literally Princess Diana. Okay. Do you want to change your prediction? And then, wait, let me tell you about the other part of my brain. Oh. Uh, the character um, of Jodie Comer and Killing Eve um, is very complex. She's a chameleon, essentially. But she's a, an assassin, chameleon. So I'm like, all right, action, chameleon, all the accents. Like she's the like the actress that can do all the accents. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm like, is that award winning? Because uh, she has all these range of emotions. Um, and then Olivia Coleman played a good. You know what? I'm going to go. Okay, I'm going to change it to the princess to Emily. Okay. Coleman. Okay. Updated. <laughs> Updated the ballot. But I just wanted to give everybody the thought because I thought all women did like a really outstanding job. Like there was oh, actually yeah. really good television in quarantine this year. Oh, 
Thank goodness. Oh man. So Literally. next category, best performance by an actor in a limited city- series or motion Ooh. picture yes. made for television. Yeah. So Brian Cranston, Your Honor, Jeff Daniels, The Comey Rule, Hugh Grant, The Undoing, Mark Ruffalo, I Know This Much Is True, and Ooh. Ethan Hawke, The Good Lord Bird. Wow, I don't, I'm not familiar with Mark Ruffalo's or Ethan Hawke's same i know all the actors who's the first one that you read off brian cranston where we have we seen him before uh the show you don't like breaking Bad. oh i know <laughs> yes so that's what i was gonna say all these are leading actors yes I've i'm just seen... gonna go with this one's easy for me because i only watch the undoing i'm gonna say hugh grant same okay glad glad there's a consensus there <laughs> wait can i just comment on this sure he was good at being a creepy charismatic sociopath oh he's so creepy next category best performance by an actress in a limited series or motion picture made for television okay kate blanchett miss america daisy edgar jones normal people shira haas unorthodox oh that's who i'm voting for nicole kidman when it came out nicole kidman the undoing oh I spoke too soon. Um, Anya Taylor Joy, The Queen's Gambit. Oh man! I mean, okay. Just, well, okay. Here's what I'm gonna say. I don't I think she's read that before. King. Okay. As much as Queen's Gambit was good and outstanding and fun to watch and educational, cultural. Yes. I don't think she's gonna win the award for that. You want to know why? Why? Same reason why I don't think Prince Charles is gonna win for for the crown. Same facial expression. Okay. I mean, That's she's fair. staring at a chessboard. <laughs> it's coming of age. But right. past the movie, she's sitting there staring at a piece of chess. Right. But I did not. Mm-hmm. Sorry, go ahead. You no, I watch. didn't watch Miss America or Normal People. I heard good things about both. I did watch right. Unorthodox, which I think everyone should you watch. You were talking about that when that came out. And I was yes. like, I want to hear your predictions. It's all, Unorthodox is also nominated for Best Limited Series against The Undoing. Understandable. It's just that good. And The Queen's Gambit also. Yes. So, wait, okay, actually, you know what? Let me just give on, well, how do you pronounce her name? Anya? Anya Taylor-Joy. Her, her, out, her acting was outstanding. And I'm not downplaying that she was staring at a chessboard. I'm just saying like, because she, that was a coming of age limited series. She went from right. sudden orphan to, you know, complexity of whatever happened to her parents to then, you know, world, you know, prod, prodigy, female prodigy on, on chess. And that in itself made the film. She made the film. Like she was the film. So I think, she, I think she's more than eligible for the nod. Um, Nicole came in with her coats. I'm sorry. Like that just was like... <laughs> I'm just gonna, and like, you know how they like went onto her eyeballs? Like, she deserves an award for that. So like, the question is, who deserves the award? Who deserves it, son? You saw Nicole Kidman and you saw Unorthodox. I did. And I, I feel like Nicole Kidman will win, but I really want Shara Haas to win. It's a toss up. I'd say it's a tie between uh, Nicole Kidman and Shara Haas. But I, Which I, I am award? rooting for, I'm rooting personally, I'm rooting for Shira Haas. Unorthodox. Okay. So you're going mm-hmm. Shira, I'm going Kidman. Okay. Got it. Next I mean, category. She even creeped me out. No way. Oh, she's, yeah, she's so good. Okay. 
best television series drama the crown yep. loved lovecraft country oh it didn't i haven't seen that haven't heard of it the mandalorian I HBO max and i heard it's creepy Ooh, okay maybe i won't watch it okay lovecraft um, country and then what sorry the mandalorian disney oh, plus you watched that. i did ozark netflix and ratchet netflix okay predictions i mean this is an easy one the crown for sure okay deed says the crown mainly can i just give my reasoning here i mean yes. princess diana got her justice is all i gotta say oh and it's it, is it an award-winning season yes it is it it really highlighted the nightmare of a marriage that princess diana and prince charles had her struggle with bulimia um the relationship the air quote relationship she had with the queen or lack thereof um the ugliness of prince charles i'm not here to downplay the royal family uh, with all due respect but it um it was pretty much a it was a great drama without it being a documentary but enough where you're like all right since we're speaking about the about the royals and the crown i am going to say that the crown is going to win for best television series drama even though I haven't watched it, I've just heard such good things about it. And just based on that, that speech you just gave, Thank but you. I mean, since we're talking about the Royals, I want to get your take on, uh, now it's been a year since Meghan and Harry have left, uh, England and it's official that they will not be returning as working Royals. Any thoughts? Well, um, I have to say as a pure outsider, um, American, Americana, mm-hmm. if that's a word, um, that the first thing that came to my mind when you asked me that question was that Harry and Meghan are rocking it, are rocking it. I mean, not that they're not going through any pain and depression or just struggles that you go through with any family, let alone the royal family, because there's family dynamics and then there's the royal family dynamics and then there's moving away. Like, like just thinking about moving, like think about your life right now, moving away, like picking up and leaving from your family and doing your own thing as a normal person, like that is a hard thing to do. Um, you know, if you, uh, you know, they didn't get job offers. They didn't get like, they were just like, we're leaving, you know? And so, but like, just thinking about their branding since then, I felt has been very um, subtle, but powerful at the same time, because they're literally doing what they want to do without and they've not said anything negative about the royal family. Like they haven't commented on it. And I'm looking forward to the March 7th Oprah exclusive interview. <gasps> yes. I've already marked set my your, calendar. It's going to be on CBS. The reminders. Yep. Um, in fact, record that. Right, we might actually just be doing a little debrief of that. We should just we put that in right now. Deep. We definitely um, need a debrief of that. I, I'd have to say the other thing is like, okay, they're rocking it for, in terms of branding um, doing their own thing without seeming like they were the the king who stepped down years ago like his his great uncle if you will I'm not sure if I'm doing the family tree right but you know who I'm talking about right um, um and second is that the it, it essentially worked itself out because I think that's what they wanted all along right thoughts I think that Harry after seeing what um royal life did to his mom that I think he's always wanted to be separate and right. in a way has done that 
by way of like his his choice of uh, profession and um, and even like through his bad boy years and some of the really hot water he's gone into um, with his behavior, I feel like he has been wanting this for a really long time, but loves his yeah. grandmother, loves his dad, loves his brother, yes. you know, loves his family, but the obligation that goes with it is not for him. So it's it's bittersweet I'm I was hoping that they would find a middle ground but I mean I knew that you know the queen has her ways like the firm is the firm it's, the for firm. A reason. it's an institution it's an institution so okay. they weren't going to they weren't going to bow to what uh Megan and Harry wanted uh they're just going to keep things as it is what so what did Megan and Harry want I think they wanted to continue uh their patronages I think that's right. what that's oh their called. duties in, in some right. shape or form yeah right but they have been removed from those things from well, my understanding of the queen's message um I'm gonna give a a plug here for E Elizabeth Holmes not the Elizabeth Holmes the writer of um of her royal highness and the and the fashion and she gets she, if you look at her instagram she kind of gives a good she gives a good or she also texts other influencers who kind of break down what came out from the royal family so look at that on instagram so her handle is e holmes e h o l m e s and the quote-unquote good news and i'm using the term good news not she didn't use that was that they they're he's still sixth in line for the throne so he's not completely removed from the bloodline, if you will. That's true. So I'm just right. going to say that. And I think that's at least some. That's something. That's something. Okay. That's something. So Megan and Harry, a whole other, whole other conversation. Okay. Next category, best television lim- limited series or motion picture made for television, which is uh, different from the previous one which was best television series drama. And this one is best television limited series or motion picture made for television. Ready? Yes. Normal people. The Queen's Gambit. Small acts. The undoing. Unorthodox. So I've only seen two out of the five. Um, The undoing and Queen's Gambit. And between those two. Well, I've seen three. And so I'll go first since you have more a, a wider, a, a more comprehensive perspective. Um, between the two, I think what's award-winning is the undoing because it it states the obvious, but then has you question yourself. And the acting, everything about the script, the plot, the music, the details, the costumes, the shots. You mean son, you like saw so many artistic um allegories and representation symbolism Mm -hmm. symbolism um that i would just vote for the undoing but i haven't seen unorthodox and you saw unorthodox so i want to hear what you have to say i'm going to say unorthodox because uh it the story is so compelling the acting is superb from um actors that i don't know about yeah. And, and that I'm not familiar with, I feel like the undoing has the big names. So it has like the big production and all that comes with that. And unorthodox doesn't have that. And yet it's on par with the undoing. Okay. So I'm going to go. Going yes, I am. Okay. Even though I feel like 
it's either going to go like one of the two that we didn't watch. Okay, next category. Best performance by an actress in a supporting role in a series, limited series, or motion picture made for television. Helen Bonham Carter, The Crown. Julia Gardner, Ozark. Annie Murphy, Schitt's Creek. Cynthia Nixon, Ratchet. I didn't know she was in that. I know. Oh, <laughs> oh right. Because doesn't that that's a piece that comes that doesn't ratchet take place in like the forties about the nurse like nurse ratchet? I was hoping yes. he was saying it. Yes. Um. <laughs> so and Cynthia Nixon is a great actress. Is she yes. an award winning actress? I don't know because I haven't seen it in ratchet and I don't plan on saying it because it creeps me out just talking about it. Same. Um. The other nominee, so Annie Murphy, you saw season six of Schitt's Creek. Is, is she award winning? Is it award winning? Yes, I I love her. She's um, so great. She is. She disappears into that character because when I see her in interviews in promoting Schitt's Creek, she I, she is not Annie. I mean, she's not Annie. She is not Alexis. So she, I just. She's a favorite because I love the show and I'm going to root for her. But then again, Julia Gardner in Ozark is phenomenal. Is she the sidekick to, she the blonde yes. with curly hair? Okay. Yes. She is, okay, from what I saw in season one, you know, again, I gave it like three episodes. She, mm-hmm. I was like, she's amazing. So she is. Well, she is just as amazing. It's okay between her and Annie Murphy. Who's more amazing? They're such different characters, and the shows are extremely different. Um, it's a tough one. I think that Julia Gardner will win, but my vote is for Annie Murphy. Okay, so who's your who's your prediction then? Annie Murphy or I'm gonna go with who I love, and it's gonna be Annie Murphy. I mean, she's so great. Okay, I'm gonna vote for the Crown. Um, she played Princess Anne, so I'm gonna vote for her, um, especially because she's brilliant in anything she is. I mean, she was fairy godmother for crying out loud in Cinderella five years ago, six years ago. She's so great. Okay, next. Okay, next category is best performance by an actor in a supporting role in a series, limited series, or motion picture made for television. So we have John Boyega in Small Acts. I forgive me for that pronunciation brendan gleason the comey rule daniel levy schitt's creek jim parsons hollywood donald sutherland the undoing president snow president snow Snow was good and creepy but dan levy just deserves that award i agree i'm going with dan levy okay that's an easy what do you do you too yep i mean that's just He's I'm just, voting for Dan yeah. Levy, but I think Donald Sutherland is going to win. But he ha- he he basically played the piano and looked at art. All Good right, acting, um, I don't know if it's award-winning acting. Go ahead. Best television series, musical or comedy: Emily in Paris, The Flight Attendant, Schitt's Creek, The Great, Ted Lasso. The Flight Attendant was just so groundbreaking, but so was Schitt's Creek. I'm not going. Okay, again, I enjoyed. Emily in Paris. It it deserves its nod. It it should get an award for maybe cinematography and costume, but the writing wasn't amazing. It was fun and entertaining, but it's not, I don't think it's like award-winning. So that's why okay. I'm, I'm just setting it aside. 
Um, you've seen the entire season six of was it season six Shit's or season Creek. seven? I think it's six. Six, and that's that was the ending of the series, and it won award after award last year. I wouldn't put it past it deserved it for season five. It did. Mm-hmm. Um, but you saw both that. I don't, hmm. the flight attendant was really good. Okay, so you're I'm gonna, gonna, I'm gonna for vote the... for the flight attendant. Go ahead. Okay, I'm voting for Shit's Creek, but I I think that Ted Lasso is gonna win. Now we're moving on to film. Are you ready to switch gears? We're going to move on to film. I'm so ready. And Okay. Best motion picture, musical, or comedy. The nominees are Borat. I can't believe that was nominated. I, I still I mean, refuse to watch it. I just it. don't understand. A subsequent movie film is what it's called. Oh my gosh. Uh, Hamilton. Music. Palm Springs the prom so i feel like it's like a hands down like hamilton should get it agree i mean Agreed. from broadway to tony for. to this it's like um i will get say that i started the prom i did not finish it it was entertaining it was beautiful it was great to see meryl streep and, Kit and nicole came in together again and then throw in james corden and so that was fun um it's beautiful so i think it definitely deserves the nod um i i watched palm springs last week because it was nominated. oh my goodness what did you think <laughs> i was like okay this is interesting um it's groundhog day with a twist i didn't like it um <laughs> and then i read about the ending and they're like and the, on purpose the producers and writers and directors like made it open-ended so you can interpret your own ending and i just was like i cannot see another way <laughs> I didn't like it Um, I do not recommend watching Palm Springs I don't even understand how it got nominated it um, wasn't even that funny okay so anyways and like Hamilton this should just be a clear win for Hamilton like I just don't yeah this should be a slam dunk okay so you're going Hamilton slam dunk yeah me too okay next category best actor in a supporting role in any motion picture perfect Sasha Baron Cohen the trial of the Chicago Seven. Daniel Kaluuya, Judas and the Black Messiah. Forgive me for that pronunciation. Jared Leto, The Little Things. Ooh, Bill Murray, On the Rocks. Leslie Odom Jr., One Night in Miami. Part of me wants to just vote for Bill Murray because, like, okay, he's legendary, but. Sasha Baron Cohen did a good job, but I don't know if it's a word-winning good job. So I'm still so gonna, you're gonna go. Murray. I'm gonna go for Daniel Kaluuya in Judas and the Black Messiah. Next up, we're gonna go Best Supporting Actress uh, in any motion picture: Glenn Close, okay. Hillbilly Elegy, Ooh. Olivia Coleman, The Father, Jodie Foster, The Mauritanian. How do you mm-hmm. say that? I don't know. I saw that one too. I was like Mandalorian again. <laughs> <laughs> um amanda seyfried mank and Hel- helena zengel news of the world i'm gonna go with amanda i didn't seyfried see again. any of these so i'm not gonna vote okay so i saw mank and okay. so i will vote for amanda seyfried i haven't i was impressed with her she she plays um at a hollywood movie star in the 30s 
And mm-hmm. while that might sound like an easy role, I felt like it was a complex character because she was also dating William Randolph first in her role. And okay. um, I, I was like, this is the same woman who did Mamma Mia and did Love Letters to Juliet. So right. I was impressed. Okay, cool. I think I'm going to go for Glenn Close and Hillbilly Elegy. Even this though I didn't yeah. oh, watch did. it, I watched the very long trailer and she she's good. She's a brilliant actress. So I'm going to go Glenn Close. Um, next category, best actor in a motion picture, musical, or comedy, Sasha Baron Cohen, Borat, subsequent movie film, James Corden, he did for two very different, almost polar opposite films. Yeah. Uh, James Corden, The Prom, Lin-Manuel Miranda, Hamilton, Dev Patel, the personal history of david copperfield Ooh, i think i want to watch I know, that that's on my list that's on my list because i was like i love dev patel and i'm i grew up watching david copperfield we should watch that one together especially with your magic thing let's watch it okay and andy sandberg palm springs yeah when i was watching palm springs i was like how was he not, how did he get this nomination in the same category <laughs> as lin-manuel miranda it's almost like okay i'm sorry slam dunk with this one too lin-manuel miranda same Okay. I mean, it literally is a musical. It is. Next category, best actress in a motion picture, musical, or comedy. The nominees are Maria Baklova, Borat, subsequent movie film. Okay. Kate Hudson, music. Michelle Pfeiffer, French Exit, Rosamund Pike, I Care A Lot, Anya Taylor-Joy, Emma. Okay. So I have not seen any of those i'm gonna vote for rosamund pike in i care a lot because i just watched that a few days ago and, and how was she is she award-winning good she is definitely award. she should win an award for that performance she is she just disappears into that character she's so believable and the movie has so many twists and turns so it's it was i went in with zero expectations i didn't even know what it was about so, and I watched it and I was surprised. It was good. Okay, next category. Best actor in a motion picture drama. Chadwick Boseman, Mulraney's Black Bottom. Riz Ahmed, Riz Ahmed, The Sound of Metal. Anthony Hopkins, The Father. Gary Oldman, Mank. Tahar Rahim, The Maritarian, Tanian. What is that word? I know. What is that word? It's the Mandalorian. That's what I want to keep saying. <laughs> Let me see what it's so about. I Go ahead. saw Mank. Um, and I have not seen, so I'm ready to talk about Mank when we Gary Oldman is really good in Mank. Uh, it's Mank is a great film. Um it's a, it is a no, I could see why it was nominated for it, it's I'm glad I watched it. I would not have watched it if it wasn't nominated. Um, but and I haven't seen my Rainey's Black Bottom, but I mean, Chadwick is legendary. I agree. And, I agree. But then here's the thing. Here's the thing. So is Anthony Hopkins. Right. So are they going to honor Chadwick? I think that's very likely. I'm going to go with Chadwick Boseman. Okay, me too. Okay, you're going to vote for Chadwick. And I, you know, Anthony you Hopkins know? is so legend. I'm just going to vote for Anthony Hopkins. Okay, so I'm putting your name next to his name all right 
Do you know what the father is about? Yes, it's about um, an aging father who's losing his memory. Oh, sad. Yep. Okay, next category, Best Actress in a Motion Picture Drama. Viola Davis, Mulraney's Black Bottom. Andrew Day, The United States versus Billie Holiday. Vanessa Kirby, Pieces of a Woman. Frances McDormand. Frances McDormand. No Man Land. Carrie Mulligan, Promising Young Woman. So I just finished No Man Land this weekend also because it was nominated for an Oscar. I mean, okay, tell us about it. Um, So No Man Land is about um, a woman who essentially lost everything because she lived in a town called Empire, Nevada. And this is really, this is based on, this is based on true events. I don't, I don't think this character is a true character, but it's probably modeled after stories heard of people and um a, and what happened in empire nevada is that the sheetrock sales because empire nevada produced sheetrock um mm-hmm. because they were declining over time the entire de- town shut down mm-hmm. and everybody moved out of that town um her husband passed away she lost her job and so what it's about is that it follows this woman in her late 50s who has no children, Um, she's a widow, and she decides to live in her van. She's not homeless, she's houseless. And she lives in camps, she takes, she goes from job to job, and that's how she pays for her life on the road. Okay. So you follow her in this lifestyle and the relationships and the people she encounters. And it's quite intriguing. And Frances McDormand, you just, I was like, okay, well, you, she just immersed herself. Like she's, I was like, this is the same person that I loved and something's got to give. Like, <laughs> this is the same, you know, it's Frances McDormand. So you, you get, you get the role. Um, okay. So I would vote for her um, tonight. Um, I, after our conversation, I plan on watching Promising Young Woman. Okay. So your vote is for Frances McDormand. That's right. Okay. Um, my vote is for Viola Davis in Mulraney's Black Bottom. That's also on my list. And I love Viola Davis. I mean, that's why I'm voting for her. I mean, how to get away from, from murder. Okay. With murder. How to get away with murder. Yes. Okay. Next category, best director in a motion for a motion picture. Oh, David Fincher, a... Mank, Regina King, One Night in Miami, Aaron Sorkin, the Trial of the Chicago Seven, Chloe Zhao, Nomadland, Emerald Fennel, Promising Young Woman. So I have a few comments about this category. Okay. The first one is that um, it's an, there's, a, there's women represented here. And also there's an African woman represented here. So there's just great diversity already represented. Um, four out of the five nominated also are nominated for best screenplay. So em- okay. Emerald Fennel, Fennel, is that her last name? Emerald. Yes, Fennel. Fennel um, um, wrote the screenplay for Promising Young Woman. Mm-hmm. And Mank was also nominated for best screenplay. Um, and, but it's a different, they're two different people. Whereas Aaron Sorkin and 
and em Emerald Fennel wrote and directed these films, their films. So, sorry. So this category is, is director or screenplay? Director. This is for a director. Oh man, because I saw Mink and I saw The Trial of Chicago 7 and The Trial of Chicago 7 is really good. I haven't seen One Night in Miami and I want to vote for Regina King because I'm like, whoa, she yep. deserved, like just, she, like we just. Who are you going to go with? I'm going to go with Aaron Sorkin, but I'm rooting for Regina King. Okay. Charles Chicago 7 is really compelling. It's, it's, it's just one of the best films of 2020. Best screenplay. Do you want to go there? Yeah. So it's very similar to best director. Okay. Um, I'm just going to go with the Trials of Chicago 7. That's my prediction. You're so good. So go ahead. So I, I Okay, so you're right. Else. I mean, it is similar. Um, best screenplay motion picture nominees are Emerald Fennel, Promising Young Woman, Jack Fincher, Mank, Aaron Sorkin, The Trial of the Chicago 7, Florian Zeller, Chris, and Christopher Hampton, The Father, and Chloe Zhao, Nomadland. I'm going to go with Chloe Zhao again. So moving on to best motion picture animated. Are you ready? Been ready. The, the nominees are The Crudes, A New Age, Onward, Over the Moon, Soul, Wolfwalkers. This one, um, while I do love my Disney, yes, I have to give it to Over the Moon because I have not seen an animated film that represents the Asian culture so well at least like just from the song about cousin like making mooncakes and like the little stuff like you have to make more because the cousins are coming I'm like all right that's so <laughs> like good one and it's just like oh uh, just and I don't you know I don't know about um about the mythology there I'm you know I'm right. Filipino so I'm, mm -hmm. I'm you know I'm a different Asian but right there's a lot of relation there with the cousins and the honoring of your father and mother and just I don't know if you said this but over the moon is about a Chinese family yes yes the did Chinese you say family. that I think you said Asian but didn't specifically say Chinese I didn't but, specifically say Chinese but it is about Chinese family based on this right. um, mythology and a, another coming of age if you will um but I like but like just the whole thing about like we have to make 20 more because the cousins are coming I'm like okay right. they nailed this Yes, absolutely. I agree. That is um, definitely my vote, my prediction. And the my hope. coming over yes. nailed it. Yes, 100%. Yes. I, we love this movie in our home. And I Same. definitely know all of the words to all of the songs. So, <laughs> so, and, um, it, and I, it stars, Phil, can we just give, like, there's a Hamilton star in there, Philippa Sue. Yes. And so it's just really She's excellent. I mean, excellent in it. Welcome to our family. <laughs> so, yes, and yeah. there are there are two Disney films here, Onward and Soul, are both great Disney, and they're film. both great. I really, I mean, Onward for me, I didn't know what to expect because the okay. preview I feel like didn't do the movie justice. It didn't, but it is so much about um, it's about loss yeah. and it's about uh finding yourself after losing someone as important as a parent or a parent figure and um i've i've only watched it a handful of times there are no major songs in it that 
I can recall right now there might be a song. I mean, it's a Pixar film. Yeah. So, right. But it's a Disney Pixar, isn't it? Yeah, it's Disney and Pixar is Disney. Um, That's right. That's right. um, But, and, and Soul had so much good intention, but let me tell you, that thing was deep and I was doing so much questioning of myself. (laughs) I was like, am I, what's, I was like, I need to follow my, so, um, but, and I want to watch it again, but it was so complex, but again, Pixar 2021, who are you? Where does your soul go? Where's this 20 years ago? Talking toys. Toy Story, toys, right. if Toy Story was nominated this year, it, it would get it over Soul. <laughs> okay, so um, okay, list. the final, our very last, we've gone over an hour now, but um, our very last category for the film category is best motion picture drama. Okay. All right, I'm, the nominees I, uh, are go go for it. The Father, Mank, No Man Land, Promising Young Woman. And the trial of the Chicago Seven. So, okay, let me talk about Mank. Mank is also nominated for, as we, and we just went through this, but I'm gonna recap. It's nominated for Best Picture, Best Actor, Best Supporting Actress. So, Best Actor, Gary, Cold, Gary Oldman, Best Supporting Actress, Amanda Seyfried, Best Original Score, Best Screenplay, and Best Director. Um, Lily Collins also stars in this and she's she's a brilliant actress because I was like this is the same girl I was watching in you know in American in Paris and she plays his his um his um the woman who's dictating what he's writing and um because he's um he's he can't he he's on a hospital bed and what Mank is about is it's about Herman Mankiewicz the screenwriter in the 1930s, who was commissioned by Orson Welles, one of the best um, screenwriters in Hollywood in the 30s. Um, RKO Pictures was struggling and they were based, they basically said, Orson Welles, you're the best and we will, you can be, you have creative freedom, write anything, hire whoever you want and just make, just make a film. And so Orson Welles reached out to um, um, Herman Mank, Mankiewicz, short for Mank, and um, Mank was it was in a car crash, so he's on a hospital bed, and he writes essentially about his interaction with William Randolph Hearst, played by the same actor who did Ty- Tywin Lannister, FYI, and um, and um, his um, also working for um, L.B. Mayer of mayor from you know marrying um mgm studios like who owns mgm studios he's the m in mgm studios and um it's about the writing of the one of the best movies of all time called citizen kane and when they read when amanda seyfried's character the actress who's the girlfriend of william randolph first reads a reads the screenplay when william randolph first reads the screen well no he doesn't read the screenplay but when um his brother reads the screenplay everybody's like this is the best work you've ever done but you can't put it out there Hearst is going to get mad and Citizen Kane is about I'm sorry I can go on and on is there's similarities to San Simeon, Hearst Castle and William Randolph Hearst so and and the way they made this film is as if it was made in the 30s from the lighting to the music to the the, the you know how in the old films like it goes dark and it gets brighter right. from scene to scene and then right. like you look through binoculars and they see the car coming down the like the dirt road 
and there's only like two people per scene or something like that. Like it's not, so it's a very entertaining film. It, it will, sorry, I shouldn't say entertaining. It, it brings you back. There's a lot of talking. Then, so then that's, that's Mink. I haven't said my, I, I, I prepared for this. Then you go to the trial of the Chicago seven. I'm talking about Aaron Sorkin's screenplay that he wrote and the trial of the Chicago seven is also nominated for um, best director, best screenplay, um, which is um, Aaron Sorkin who did the West Wing and he's just brilliant um, and best supporting actor and original song. Um, and that is about, and, and this information, I'm just getting the summary. These are not my words. The summary is coming from Wiki, Wikipedia. Um, it follows a group of anti-Vietnam War protesters charged with conspiracy and crossing state lines with the intention of inciting riots at the 1968 Democratic National Convention in Chicago. And it is an ensemble cast. It has, um, it has Sasha Baron Cohen, Daniel Flaherty. So Daniel Flaherty is the, is the guy in like, um, sorry, I can't name his films, but he's, he's played everything and he's, he's brilliant. He's, um, Michael Keaton. And the reason why this is brilliant is because it shows the complexity of the justice system. It shows the, the discrimination. It literally, it's like watching To Kill a Mockingbird. Like you're watching, they're sitting there and you're like, this is literally corrupt. But mm -hmm. he, the, like, if you listen to the script, it's like listening to history. Like, it's just so, and if you watch the West Wing, you will know what I'm talking about because you, you're familiar. And so I'm just like, there's like, Brian was like rewinding and like replaying. It was just like, there's, it's like an education. Right, <laughs> and it, it, is. it gives, it gives, it gives justice. Like, it's just like, you're literally sitting there like, I can't believe this happened. Um, And so I'm like, I'm split between Mank and old Hollywood and like really great writing. And, and by the way, um, um, and then you go to no man land and you watch Frances McDormand like again she as she says describe herself she's when she runs into a family friend I'm not homeless I'm houseless and I chose Aww. to be and right. and she chooses this life to be on the road she chooses she's had so much loss and and she chooses to move on with her life by literally moving on the road and going from job to job like okay she's not destitute and then and then now, and then we flip over and we have Anthony Hopkins playing the father in the movie, The Father, about an aging man who's losing his memory. I want to, by the way, I've done my research on this guys or kid or, or, or listeners and it's coming out on Friday. So we can all rent it for like 20 bucks on the, the platform. So Prime, YouTube TV, Apple TV plus, mm -hmm. um, but that's on my list. I'm like, I'm going to pay the money. Let slash can you remember when we used to pay money to go to the movies <laughs> so i don't know why i'm holding back from paying money like watch from my own home um and then you film you flip over to promising young woman which is about and this is the words from wikipedia which is a, a, a american black comedy thriller film um written produced and directed by a woman emerald fennel in her feet in her in her um and and margot roby is a producer of this mm -hmm. so go women and it stars carrie mulligan and it's about the story you of a mean woman who's margot robbie yes she's oh. a producer of this film wow i did not know that and it tells a story of a woman who seeks to avenge her best friend who was a victim of rape so the way son described it to me is that it sounds like a kill bill but it's like 
you know, I'm like, I'm, I'm intrigued by this. So, well, I think it comes down to the trial of Chicago seven and Mank. Okay. And I am going to vote. Oh, I'm going to vote for the trial of Chicago seven, even though I think, okay, wait, no, I think Mank is going to get it just based okay. on all of its accolades. But the okay, trial of Chicago it. seven, it's tearing me apart because it's so award-winning. Okay, I'm going to vote for the trial of the Chicago 7 because Aaron Sorkin we I am familiar with his work. I love I've loved his work. History. He did Newsroom, he did The West Wing, and so I'm going to go with I'm going to go with this one. Trial it's of the so Chicago good. 7. Yes. Sorry, I was right, like there ready you have for it, everybody. There we have it. Obsessions? Yes. Since I'm no longer on whole 30. <laughs> I have been eating Godiva Masterpieces chocolate. They're individually wrapped. They're dark chocolate ganache heart. Um, they are in Costco. It's a, yes, I've been eating a Costco bag of chocolates since February 1st. It is my thing. The second thing is like these goals, what we just talked about. Like I am like determined to get through as many films as I can between now and Sunday. So the Golden Globes is my current obsession. Those are my two obsessions. The Golden Globes and Godiva Chocolate. chocolates. Okay, yes. that's good. I like that. My current obsession is, uh, have you heard of Blackpink? No. Do you, okay, I want, I want you to guess what that is. Blackpink? Yes. It's a, it's a makeup. Blackpink is a girls group from South Korea. Oh. BTS is a K-pop group from South Korea, uh, all-male K-pop group, and they have a song called Dynamite that is very good. And so I recently became a BTS fan, but I was not familiar with any girl K-pop groups until I watched a Netflix show that uh, my sister-in-law recommended to me called Blackpink Light Up the Sky. And I watched it and uh, yeah, it was really interesting in how these, these girls came together as a group and their name is Blackpink. If you are not familiar with K-pop, search on YouTube or Spotify, wherever you listen to your music and listen to the song Ice Cream. It, it features um, Selena Gomez. Ooh. And they also have a song that features um, Lady Gaga. They're definitely one of my obsessions this week. It's fun to listen to when you're cleaning or when you just need a little boost of energy. Is this a documentary series? It's not a series. It's just, um, I think it's just like an hour, an hour and a half movie. Documentary? Or is it a, like mm-hmm. a, a film? Okay. Documentary. And, and K-pop stands for music that came from South Korea. So Korean pop Korean. music. I don't know if it's really your style though, D. I'll so. give it a whirl. I'll give the ice cream song overall. Give it a whirl. Give it a whirl. That's my, that's my fun obsession this week as we go into award season. Dun, 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 dun. Does that sound more soap opera? I just try to, you know, how they have those music, that music. I do. I knew, I knew what you were going for. But hopefully you you. guys have a great week and we will see you next week. If you have predictions that are in line with us or not in line with us, let us know. We'd love to connect with you on Instagram. Thanks for joining us. Bye everybody. Thanks for listening to Sisterhood As We Know It. If you enjoyed the show, please go ahead and give us a five-star rating and tell your friends all about us.